money problems can feel heavy. The good thing is that you can find peace of mind with your finances when you confront your financial past, when you learn how to balance savings and spending, and when you embrace gratitude. Today, we're going to learn how all of this is possible with the master of happy money and self, Ken Honda. Welcome. This is Jen Hempel. I'm thrilled to have you here on the Her Dinero Matters podcast. And let's get to meeting nuestro invitado especial, Ken Honda. You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. We tend to associate money and emotions, like there's no separation, which is why we need to heal these things to be able to find peace of mind with your finances. The best part is that you can be your own healer, transforming your money pains and money traumas. Now for this episode, definitely grab your notebook because today you're going to learn how to heal your money wounds, balance your spending habits, cultivate gratitude. You're also going to gain insight to transform unhealthy financial patterns and establish inner peace around money matters with our special guest, Ken Honda, who is Japan's leading voice on money and happiness. He's also a best-selling author in Japan and worldwide with over 8 million books sold since 2001. That's right, 8 million books. Like that is mind-blowing. Seeing Duda Alguna, his book, Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Money is a masterpiece. So let's start this conversation with Ken Honda. Bienvenido, Ken. I'm so thrilled to have you here. You do such amazing work. So I'm just really excited to get to know you and get a chance to ask you some questions. Welcome. Uh, hola, Jen. Mucho gusto conocerte. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm so happy that we're sort of matching colors. <laughs> I know we, know. we didn't plan this. I promise. For those <laughs> of you watching on YouTube, we did not plan this. <laughs> it's interesting. You know, we're on the other side of the planet. You know, I'm I'm joining you from your future. It's uh, eight o'clock uh, your morning next tomorrow and your future looks bright. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing before we get started, one thing that you shared with us that I'm really curious about is, and I noticed you have some flowers behind you mm -hmm. and you mentioned that whenever you're traveling, you, you would like to have real flowers yes. on a table. You feel mm -hmm. it changes, you know, changes the atmosphere, the energy, mm -hmm. the space. When did that, that get started and oh, what influenced you doing that? <laughs> Yeah, I grew up in a family. My father was a successful tax accountant, and my father was a stay-at-home mom, but she is not just a regular housewife. She was very good with hands. She was into gardening. And uh, so she just um, had some, uh, she grew so many flowers, and we had flowers everywhere. So she said, you know, if uh, when you're going to get married, you know, uh, make sure that you get married with somebody who loves flowers. 
And uh, um, it's, it's very important because if your future partner uh, loves flowers, that means the person knows how to take care of、uh, life force. That means probably she'll be good with、uh, babies and、uh, she'll take a good care of、uh, her child, is what she said. And I think she, she's right. She has some truth in it. So、um, everywhere I go, And also,、uh, we have this special contract with a local florist that they keep、um, filling up a lot of flowers. I love that. And that's very interesting. I'm hoping some of what you were told is a little untrue because I, I do love plants and flowers.、Uh-huh. And I'm working really, really hard on making sure to <laughs> take care of them well, but I don't have a good track record. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't, but my, fam- my kids are doing well. They're thriving. So I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> well, Ken, thank you for、uh, sharing that with us. Now, I want to dig into how you grew up and、mm-hmm. your upbringing because in this podcast, this is what we really talk about really under- having understanding of our money stories or our money、mm-hmm. history because、yeah. I think that really influences how we perceive. Of you manage our money. So tell us a little bit about maybe go back in time to a time in your life that really impacted you, even to today,、mm-hmm. as to how you perceive money and your relationship with money. So, as I said, you know, I grew up in a very unique household. Money was a daily conversation. So, my father used to take me to shopping malls and he intentionally invited guests on weekends. So, I, like and my, me and my brother, could get to know. Uh, his client. I could see how he reacts、uh, with his、uh, clients. And also, I could see, you know, for the next five years or 10 years, of how his clients would do. Would they go up like that? Would they go like that? It's, it's interesting. It's not just one time only, but I just keep seeing how Mr. Takahashi is doing <laughs> in five years. And, and it's interesting because as a child, you kind of know what kind of gifts. That your guest bringing. And we can pretty much tell if they're bringing like something like melon or like a special ice cream, we know he has some money. <laughs> and <then laughs> if he comes empty handed or just tangerines, okay, this guy doesn't have money. So as a, like a, a six year old, we kind of knew like how、uh, our adult friends you know, are doing financially. So I could have. See, grab eyes how to appreciate how they, how they relate to money. Very, very interesting. I think that's the first time I've heard that answer, you know, that, that how that person took that in.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that very interesting in terms of what you observed.、Mm. Now, how did that? So, you, you mentioned that you had, a, you had a good feeling or you were able to observe how those. Those families were doing depending on what you saw.、Mm-hmm. And what about that was so inf- impactful for you later on in life? So, you know,、uh, I wrote about this in my book, but the biggest incident is that when I came home one day from school, my father was crying like a baby. And、uh, my mother took me aside and she told me that his best client committed suicide. By then, I knew what com- suicide meant. And what was scary is that before he committed suicide, he killed the entire family of four and committed suicide. It, it, there's a term in Japanese, it's called family suicide. They used to do it, not anymore, but they used to do it to, to save the shame of、mm-hmm. uh, going bankrupt. 
So as an uh, a, a tax accountant and also as a friend, uh, my father recommended uh, his client best slash best friend a bankruptcy. But he had some money so he can just support his fa- friend's family uh, because if he gave the money or loaned the money, that money will go directly to loan sharks, which doesn't help the family. The thing is that you know Japanese men don't talk much. Uh, so he didn't tell that to his uh, friend, and so he regretted, regretted, regretted so much that he didn't tell his best friend. He was ready to help, but uh, I still remember the day that he came back from a funeral. He was in you know funeral costume, and he was crying because he uh, he had to uh, send off at the funeral two big caskets and two small ones. And he was in charge of the ceremony because you know he was、uh, his best friend. So since then, money can do wonders, and at the same time, money can kill the entire family. So I took money seriously. Before that, it was like a little game, but not anymore. So I start started studying about money, started asking people about money seriously. So that's why I could start early. I started my business when I was twenty. So、uh, my father's intention. Uh, work because early on my my kids are、uh, my my friends are fighting for kids allowance money but、uh, you know for me I was learning how the money functions and how to invest. Wow, what a story! What a story! And I love that you took on just studying money, not just from the aspect of yes, you learned how invest, but it seemed、mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing you say, you also looked at money in a different way, just because of the experience、uh, with your father's best friend and seeing the. You know what money, the lack of money, the pressures of the lack of money, the、mm-hmm. stress of that lack of money. What it, you know, what it can do. One of the things that you say is that it's possible for anyone, no matter their current financial status, to live with more ease in their relationship with money. If you can talk to us a little bit about what this means and what does this look like. For someone in a challenging financial situation, there are only two problems with money.、Uh, if we have any, one, you're making too little. Two, you're spending too much. And for most people who are、uh, having a hard time financially, they have both problems. You know, if you're if you have a hard time making both ends meet, it's probably you're not making enough money. You,、uh, you're working、uh, in a bad environment that、uh, you're not shining, and also because of the stress, you must be spending more than you should. So you, you have to be in charge of、uh, making money part, and also you have to be in charge of spending less part. So you have to find a good job that suits for、uh, your needs and also your talents, and at the same time,、uh, you have to、uh, start spending less because you tend to buy something that it doesn't. Serve you, you know. A lot of people who go to dollar shop, they don't have money. But by just buying like twelve items, you feel like, oh, I'm wealthy, you know. And then they're not gonna、uh, use them up anyway. So that's why anybody can change their financial status. But at the same time, you have to really confront yourself. It's like a、uh, uh, weight issues too, you know. You didn't get fat in what, overnight, you know, because of the uh, your uh, eating habits and. Exercises, you are where you are. So you have to sort of like scare yourself, right? You have to measure how heavy you are. It's scary. You don't want to 
touch the little little guy. You don't want to, you know, stand on it. So you have to really uh, confront yourself. But with money, if you want to turn things around, you have to really confront yourself. And that it's usually uncomfortable, sometimes、yeah. scary. Absolutely, and I see a lot of people being scared of looking at those numbers. And I always tell them it's you need to know instead of guessing, because sometimes <laughs> you I see two things happen.、Mm-hmm. I in my experience when I've coached clients, I've seen two things happen. One, well, they don't know exactly like what they have,、mm-hmm. like whether、mm-hmm. after the bills are paid, everything's are paid,、yeah. they don't know what's left. Or、uh-huh. if they've overspent, but they automatically assume it's bad. And but、yeah. if they know that they're in the positive fifty, a hundred dollars, or five dollars,、yeah. whatever it is, you need to know whether it's in the positive, in the negative, to make better financial decisions. Because some people I have found that they maybe they were in the positive a couple hundred dollars, they didn't know that, and they could have been used. But you know what happens when there's unaccounted money for. <laughs> And that you just automatically spend it because、yeah. you're not tracking it, and so you definitely, I agree, you definitely need to confront yourself and really not be afraid of the numbers because they're numbers, and you need to know those tangible numbers. So I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Yes, and also Jane, as you exactly said, it's just the numbers, but we have so much emotions around it. Yes. So that is a tricky part, and I, that's my specialty. You know, we we associate money with emotion, so、yes. that's why you need to heal them. I'm often called a money healer because I deal with、uh, money pains and money traumas in the past. Because where you are financially is because of what happened in your childhood. You know, the way you reacted, like say when you grew up in a, a family where you didn't have much money, you became a spender. Because by spending money, you feel you are in control, and then some people uh, became uh, uh, over earner, you know, over cheaper. So they m- make more money, more money, more money. So one day I'm okay. And also there are savers, you know, who want to save, 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 so they feel secure. But life is supposed to be fun, but you have to find a balance. You know, if you、uh, become a spender, whose、uh, life mission and motto is, you know,、uh, life is short. You have to start. Enjoying it, fear of missing out is what they、uh, written on their tattoos. <laughs> and then,、uh, if you are savers, you think the world is scary, so I should have some money for security. But you know, life is to be enjoyed, so you have to find a balance for you. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. And for the people that say, "What is you know." Is, does balance really exist? Right.、Mm-hmm. There's people that like th- balance doesn't exist.、Mm-hmm. What do you say t- to people that question that? Because it is hard to find that balance. It's f- hard to because I was the one that grew up. I was the to the、uh, extreme saver so、mm-hmm. much that I was extremely frugal and and I didn't enjoy the money for a while because I felt like I needed that security. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, you know how it feels, right? Yes. Yes,、absolutely. I saw frugalist as a word in your、uh, resume, and I thought like I it, it just made me smile. I didn't know if there's a word frugalist. <laughs> I don't know if if that actually exists. Sometimes I tend to make up words, so you you might have to check on the dictionary <laughs> if it's a real word. And I think you know、word. it's interesting, you know, because even if you're born and brought up in the same household, you may became you may become frugalist, but your sister may have become a spender. And、uh, it's so fascinating how we become who we are. 
Yeah. So in terms of finding that balance, how do you suggest for those that like, there's really balance doesn't exist. How do you suggest for people to yeah. find that balance? So, you know, the, there's good news and bad news. I think the, the, the news is the same, you know, partnership is the key. You know, friendship is a key. It's interesting. It's almost like God made us this way, but uh, the opposite money types are attracted to one another. It's a law of attraction, you know. So, so if you are, if you want to be, uh, if you're more spender type, you are attracted to a saver type or money maker type. And the reason is that uh, if you're a saver, you need to have somebody who support the money. Mm-hmm. And, and if you are just into money making or saving, uh, you need a coach who show you how to enjoy life. So they are attracted to one another. So you can learn from your partner. But after four or five years, you start thinking, if my wife keeps spending that, you know, at this rate, I'll go bankrupt in five years. And the other one, uh, side would say, my husband or my wife is so boring. All he talks about is money making or work. You know, life is supposed supposed to be enjoyed, not for work. So that's the reason that they separate, that they get separated. But if you can learn from your partner who is on the other side, he or she is a teacher. If you're a saver type, you have to start spending more so you can enjoy life. And if you're a spender, if you spend every penny you make or even borrow money on credit card and then keep spending, you have to learn to save. You have to cut down the uh, spending habits. And you can learn from your partner. That makes sense. So basically, essentially, when you're looking for balance, what you're saying is you lean on someone who is maybe doing the opposite and learning Mm -hmm. from them. I I really like that. I I really like how you answer that question because it it makes sense. Uh, (laughs) We learn everybody has had a different upbringing, upbringing, even if you're, you know, even with your sibling that you had the same upbringing, you're, you perceive some things Mm -hmm. differently, right? So therefore, how you see money and and other things in life is completely different, even from people in the same household. So I I really like that. I really like that. That made made me think here. Now, with your book, which I love the title, Happy Money, Mm -hmm. you've had this book, you've really... It's really been a bestseller. You've sold millions and millions of copies, which is unreal, which I, I want to know your secret. <laughs> Tell us your secret. But how do you define happy money? I, you've kind of alluded here and there with some mm-hmm. of the things that you shared with, but how do you yes. define it? Thank you. It's very simple. It's now in 33 languages in the world. Wow. Happy money brings a smile when you receive it. So you can feel it in your heart. And when you spend it, uh, a lot of appreciation comes up. Thank you for the, you know, uh, the service. Uh, thank you for the electricity. And thank you for um, whatever things you bought. Because somebody made it. Somebody brought it. Somebody is just put it on the shelf. And then you're buying it. So there are many thank yous around happy money. Whereas unhappy money, I don't need, even need to explain because we're experiencing it every day. When we receive a check, we get frustrated. Is this all? <laughs> How can I pay every, you know, all the bills I have? And then you get frustrated. And also when you pay at the cashier or when you pay bills online, you feel a squeeze feeling like, oh my God, I got a little afraid, uh, anxiety. So uh, if you have a mixed feeling of frustration, sometimes anger and despair, sadness, that's unhappy money. So you know, it's a, even if it's the same amount, it's how we relate to money. Right. So happy money is really more about the thank you, the gratitude of what it brings. 
Yes, because think about it, you know, how you receive money. If you're a, a freelance coach, for example, there are millions of other coaches, but they chose you. So that means that like、uh, they trusted you out of thousands of other coaches that they could have hired.、Right. And then <clears throat> they paid the precious money to you. So in Japan, there is this custom like when you receive something, you do it with both hands and just bow.、Mm-hmm. It's the highest respect. So, when I、uh, find out that some money comes in, I do it sort of like my ritual online, even in front of my computer. I say, thank you. And、mm-hmm. because it's a trust from my publisher, it's a trust from my clients or the people that I don't even know. So,、uh, whenever I see a bank, bank statement, there are a lot of names, right? When I do a, a 2000 people seminars, there are so many lines. And then I just、uh, read, the name, read out the names, say, Jen, thank you. Kim, thank you. Nancy, thank you. So I don't know、uh, those people in person, but I just appreciate people who pay me because that's how they pay these beautiful flowers, beautiful place, and everything. So once you know that you're surrounded by happy money, you are,、um, you are in awe like, wow, I'm surrounded by love and trust. So once you know that you are so trusted, And you're so loved, and then every money you have becomes happy money. I love that. I love that. It, it brings me joy just even hearing you say that. With writing the book, I know you shared with us some of the experiences that you've、mm-hmm. had the, with your dad,、uh, your dad's best friend,、mm-hmm. how it impacted you. Was, was, how did the book come about? Was it about part of from those experiences? Was it something else that told you, you know what, I need to look into this more and I need to write this book? What was it? How did it come to be? To make it short, I was asked by my friend, you know, I retired for four years、uh, when I was 29 for a baby girl. And my friend wanted to ask me, how did you make money? How, how did you do it? And I said, okay, here's what I did. And then like two pages. And then they wanted to read more. So I, I just started、uh, giving out like eight pages of、uh, how, how, how to do with money. And then they wanted more. So I just created an essay and started distributing them. And then it became like pretty popular among all my friends. And strangers started calling in. And at the time, there's something called fax machine. You know, young people don't know. <laughs> I know the fax machine. <laughs> yeah. And then、uh, I got a lot of orders because I was just, you know, giving it for free. And I was giving so many copies. And then by the time I gave away 100,000 copies, a publisher called me, and the rest is a history. Wow. You gave away 100,000 copies. And now you've sold so many books. Congratulations. That is just so huge and such an inspiration to a lot of people that other authors, upcoming authors, just really so phenomenal. That is amazing. Yeah, I think、uh, if you're、uh, complaining that your books are in a selling, a、uh, very simple question is Have you given enough?、Mm. You know, and I, I wanted to try out, by the way, 20 years ago. I heard so many rules and teachers saying, like, if you give, you receive. I was not buying it. And then,、mm. okay, I'm going to give it a try. That's how I started,、uh, you know, giving away my、uh, essays for free. And, you know, it doesn't cost me anything, right? It's just a copying paper. And, and then it grew. So I ended up giving away 2.3 million copies of free physical booklets. And then I sold about almost 9 million copies of my books. So what I gave away came back 
many, many times over. Now what I believe that giving or sharing what you have is the fastest way to receive wealth. So just you have to start thinking, what can I give more in your life? And if you start giving more, it could be like a, your cooking skills or your, your love for gardening or your love for counseling, coaching, whatever you, the love you have in, in you, it'll pour out and then people receive it. And those people will start paying you money. Makes sense. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. Thank you. Another thing that you've shared or that I've read here is that you say that money is not the problem. We always find, you know, we always are talking about when it comes to problems, we tend to point to the finances, right? Yes. You mentioned that money is not the problem, that we are the problem. So can you explain to me what do you mean by that? Money is neutral. It's just numbers on online account, for example. But we associate money as bad guy. So like if it's because of money, my parents got a divorce. Because of money, I had a falling out with my friends. Because of money, I did that or he did that or she did that. No, it's our relationship. We are afraid of money is what we say. But we're not really afraid of money. We are afraid of the future that we have no money. So it's not the money problem. It's a trust issues of your life. If you can trust your life 100%, you will not worry about it because even if I lose everything, I know my friends will help me. They'll make sure that I will not fall. So I have 100% trust that they're going to help me. So that's why I'm not afraid of money. If I lose everything, which is not really practical because I have no debt, but if I lose everything, my friends will uh, love to help me because I've helped them so so many times. They're, They're dying to help me. So... I'm sure they'll help me. So I have that feeling. That's why I'm not afraid of money. A lot of issues you think it's money. It's not. It's your relationship problem. It's your communication problem. It's your trust issues with your life or self-image. You know, you may have a hard time receiving things. That's not money. It's your self-worth. So your relationship with money, which I'm, I'm there, I'm there. Now, uh-huh. with your relationship with money, because that's where the, the issue is, mm-hmm. comes, you know, something in the upgrade, upbringing, whether it could be traumatic for someone, uh, and they need to heal from those money wounds. And I know we don't have a whole lot of time, and I'm sure you mm-hmm. can go into depth into this. But Next three days. For- Of course, I'm sure. (laughs) But what would you say to that person that maybe when as she's realizing or he's realizing as she that they're listening to this or watching this that, okay, maybe I need to take a look at my relationship with money. Mm -hmm. What would be that first step that a person can do to really have a better awareness Mm-hmm. with what the relationship money is right now mm-hmm. and how it's impacting them. I think the easiest one is find out which of the seven money types you are. Are you a gambler, saver, uh, spender? You know, We have a, a little quiz on my website. Okay. You can do it for free. And it's very obvious. Probably you know, by listening to me, you already know, oh, oh shoot, I'm a spender. And then you have to understand why you became a spender. You know, you are so afraid of money. So that's why you want to spend money. So you feel you're, I'm above you. That's why I'm spending you, you know. So there's this uh, power issues with money. And if you are an earner, uh, you need to 
earn more money so you feel secure. So you associate money with security. So once you know uh, what's uh, the fe feeling behind, emotions are behind it for you, you can start dealing it as your own life issues. Because, you know, if you're not afraid, you may not need to work as much. If you're not afraid, you don't need to save as much. If you're not afraid, probably you don't need to go to another party or buy another expensive shoes, which some women were very resentful. I need still shoes, you know. <laughs> so, uh, it, it is okay if, you, if you're really in love. But you have to know, if you're a spender, my mantra for you is, am I going to die if I don't buy this today? <laughs> and then oftentimes, you're not going to be dead if you don't buy things and bring it home. So by just asking many questions like that, you can just uh, start going into balance. You know, if you're a spender, you will start saving. If you're a saver, you will start spending. Actually, by the way, which is both scary for either one of them because right. they've never done it. At one time, I gave a homework for my client who is a saver type. So I said, okay, uh, why don't you uh, spend, uh, he's a wealthy person. So I said, why don't you spend $1,000 for nothing? And sometimes I, I give homework for, for $50, depending on how much they have and how much they make. So for my wealthy client, spend $1,000 for nothing. And uh, a month later, he came back and he could spend like $30. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally, he's not capable of spending money. And if I give a thousand dollars to a, a spender, uh, she gone. or he will spend it in 10 minutes, you know, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so basically you, you want to make sure you understand what kind of money type you are and we'll mm -hmm. make sure to link that quiz in the show notes. Ken, this has been so phenomenal. i you know, even though I've been in the personal finance field and I've been always really intrigued by our upbringing and how it ties into our relationship with money. There's so much still on it uh, that I can learn. And you're just such an inspiration. It's been such an honor of having you here and learning from you, getting another perspective. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, this is my pleasure. So, and what a beautiful day, a way to start my day. So uh -huh. I always enjoy having interviews with somebody like you. You know, you have, uh, let me just compliment on you. You are such a beautiful heart. You're so full of love and passion for other people. That's why you're popular. So oh. please keep blessing the world. Because uh, in this world, uh, we need somebody like you more. So please keep sharing your heart. And, uh, you know, they, and they feel encouraged by listening to you, watching you, because that's who you are. So thank you for being who you are. That means so much. Thank you, Ken. It's been such a pleasure. We appreciate right. you. This has Thank been you. fantastic. Thank you. I'm sending a lot of happy energy, happy money energy for you. <laughs> sending some right back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. I am sure after this conversation today that from now on, from this point, starting forward, you're going to want to have happy money. And I want to remind you that happy money really is a concept that highlights the importance of gratitude in enhancing our relationship with finances. Today, you also learned that by understanding and identifying the do your dominant money type, you can navigate towards a more balanced and harmonious financial life. Yes, there's people that have... um that don't believe in harmony or imbalance, but 
it all depends on like your definition of balance, but you can navigate towards a more balanced life. I do encourage you to, especially if you enjoyed this conversation, I know I did connect with Ken Honda. You can simply do that at kenhonda.com and you're going to learn so much more about him and his work is just fabulous. So go and check it out. As we're wrapping up, you're probably already thinking she's going to remind us again. Yes, I'm going to remind you again, if you haven't already registered for Financially Strong Latina, get to it. I want you to be there with us. Next week on the podcast, it's just going to be you and I, and I'm going to do a solo episode where I'm going to share with you the number one budgeting mistake. And this number one budgeting mistake Spoiler alert, if you're making this mistake, a lot of people do, is key is a contributor to debt, to credit card debt. So you don't want to miss that one. Bueno pues, that is everything. Thank you so much for taking your time to check out the show. You can check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 371. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 371. Remember that being the reina of your money starts right now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.